So that's what I was kind of going to say. Oh, sorry. Yes, there is. No, no, not exactly that. But there well, is. Well, no need, Ben. Well, thanks for listening, yeah, everyone. <laughs> Just so Jables. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just So Jables podcast with me, Jables. Me, our kid. And me, producer Ben, aka the Spirograph. <laughs> I thought you were going to do your Spirograph yeah. into the future. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're here at Just So Jables to go and watch a film and tell you about the film, give you our instant responses without having uh, read The Guardian and making ourselves look clever and that ben kind of stuff. Ben would take issue with that. What? The Guardian. Making yourself clever by reading The Guardian. Yeah. Let's not get political. politically here. This week we're going to be watching... John Wick 4. Chapter four. Chapter four, mm. colon. Is it, is it John Wick chapter four or just John Wick four? I can't remember. I uh, we're going to be talking John Wick, but before we get on to that, uh, we can be got hold of on the socials. Hello at justsojables.com on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at justsojables and just check the website. JustSoJables.com. Yes. <laughs> you, like you were losing you it for all of that. You slightly desperate. Like, you remember when we were kids and we used to do little radio stations? Yeah. You look like that. Oh, did like, I? You can get it on this, <laughs> on this. Well, I just thought I'd always throw it yeah. to you guys, but I haven't done it myself for ages. So that I just thought I'd yeah. remind myself to it. A nice one. Well, what are you on about this week, our kid? Well, I'm on about a series we've been watching on ITVX called Unforgotten. And it's series five. Have you seen any Unforgotten? I remember. <laughs> uh, I know Ben um, has. Have I? What's it about? So Unforgotten is a police procedural that <laughs> looks at um, murders that have happened in the past. So if they find a dead... It's, it's fictional, I should say. But if they find a dead body from like 20 years ago or whatever, they tend to put it to that team. That's correct. I think it? I have seen mm-hmm. some of it. So it's up until this series, it starred Sanjeev Bhaskar yeah. and Nicola Walker, yeah. Sonny and Cassie. Cassie left at the end of series four. Did she die? Or I've seen all of them. Spoilers. It. Yes, she died. Oh, okay. Yeah, she seen was in a car accident. Yeah, I have seen all of them. One yeah. of them's in King's Lynn. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The yeah. one with um, Neil Morrison. Neil Morrison, yeah. 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 And Murdered Beecham. by the probation yeah, office. Yeah, Silver Sands. Yeah, down Silver Sands. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so... Series five's out at the moment, mm. and I think it is coming out incrementally each week. But it's also all available on the ITVX player. So okay. we watched all of them. We binged it, didn't we, over the weekend? Yeah. And it's got a new, instead of Nicola Walker, it's got a new character called Jesse, played by Sinead Keenan, who was in an episode of Poirot. Okay. That who, we know her from. Who wasn't? Yeah, and she was in a series called Little Boy Blue, which is a true Ben's story, favorite. fictionalized. Oh, what? what? <laughs> Still funny, is it, Jables? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she replaces Cassie's character, and it was it was good. I think it's a really good series because it blends the the different strands really well of the the personal lives of the detectives and also all the characters that they're investigating. And there's usually some kind of misunderstanding and and that kind of thing, but it's done quite well. It wasn't the best series this time. I did like the new character, Jessie. I thought she was a good introduction, but I think that the story was a bit weaker than it has been in the last few series. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think so. I think I seem to remember the first three series were actually really, really strong. Yeah. And the fourth one was okay, it was okay but, wasn't but not it? as strong. No, I think you're right. And I kind of hoped it would stop them because 
she was probably the best part of yeah, and the series. I like Sandy. And Sandy. No, yeah. okay, she was probably the best part, but their relationship mm. as it changes over the thing was kind of like... Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I think you should. I think you would enjoy it. It has still got all those dramatic beats. I think that what was missing this time for me was that I didn't really care very much about the characters in it. Whereas in the last few series, there's usually one or two characters that really kind of grab me and I really worry about how they're going to make it at the end. There wasn't really anyone in this one that I was like, oh my God, I hope they're going to be okay. Goes slightly international in this one as well, doesn't it? I can't remember if they've done that before. (laughs) They're going to Caribbean. Caribbean. (laughs) I was watching a whole different show. (laughs) (laughs) No, they go to Paris. All right then. Yeah. What are you on about, Ben? I'm on about a couple of things, but only briefly. Um, last night we started watching a new Netflix series called The Night Agent. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, that. I hope I saw it. It popped up early, came out last week. I think it was yeah. number one in the chart on Netflix. Right. So the reason we started watching it was like, at the end of the day, we like, we'd run out of energy to try and pick something. So it just was just the first thing that appeared on the screen, I think. We went, yeah, we'll give that a try. So this is a kind of FBI sort of on-the-run chase thrillery kind of thing with a guy who has... Well, he's an agent, but he's been kind of demoted slash pushed to the side to this desk job for various reasons, and he's just paying his dues and biding his time, manning a phone that is used for special things, and a lady lady calls and says, help. (laughs) That's pretty much how it goes, yeah. So she witnesses um, some people getting shot, members of her family, and she's running away, and then she's on the run. She's been told to phone this number, she phones this guy who's played by Gabriel Basso, who I've never heard of. He's not really been in too many things. Nothing I've heard of anyway. It's lucky um, you looked him up then. Phil Billy Elegy, The Whole Truth, American Wrestler, Colon The Wizard, and uh, Lucianne Buchanan, who who's in a few bits. No films really that I've heard of. Not, 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 no films that are even linked on Wikipedia, so relative unknowns in this and the first episode we were like oh this is a bit obvious and rubbish and then we kind of got into it because it's a bit of a kind of on the run chase thing so yeah we're still we're part way through that about three episodes in you said that it felt like something that was made in like the early noughties yeah, didn't you that's true yeah it's, it feels slightly old-fashioned it's kind of a, i don't know it's slightly refreshing in that respect it's not trying to be too clever is it they're trying to put a bit, bit of intrigue in but it's falling a bit flat so it's just basically a sort of chase through the American yeah. The landscape. first couple of episodes had Robert Patrick in. Oh, yeah. From Terminator 2. And, like, for the first sort of 15 minutes, we were like, ooh, this isn't very good. And then he pops up and we were like, ooh, oh, okay, so, fair enough. But then he disappeared again after a couple of episodes. So, yeah, but we're, it's chugging along. So that's, yeah, current stuff. Um, I also just want to mention re- 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 Retro Reels, a.k.a. Retro Reels. What's that then? Well, this is an imprint of the Just So Jables podcast where we hassle the Kings Lane Corner Exchange to put classic movies on. And this time around, we're doing The Goonies. Yee. Saturday the 1st of April, 7.30pm. You can book online through the Kings Lane Corner Exchange booking system. And that will be next week's podcast as well. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So Jables, what are you on about? Well, we had an impromptu journey to the cinema and ended up watching Hallelujah. Right, so this is, um, it's an Alan Bennett play from 2018. It stars, it's got Jennifer Saunders, it's got David Bradley in, and Derek Jacobi's in it as well, Bally Gill, and and Judi Dench is in it as well. So there's a lot of stars in it. Yeah, 
No Jim Broadbent. No Jim Broadbent then, no. It's, Interesting. It is set in a geriatric ward in Yorkshire. You should watch the trailer. Because okay. you watch the trailer, it looks like a kind of quirky, kind of not offbeat, onbeat comedy set in a geriatric ward. Like it's got something to say and, you know, themes of old people and people getting put to one side. Um, mm -hmm. That's like the first, I'd say two thirds of the film, done not very well either. Oh, yeah. So kind of, we started watching the film and it's just like, so I'm watching it just going, I don't know what this film's trying to be. There's lots, and it is just that, you know, there's a, you know, it ticks off, it's very formulaic. It's got the son in there who's actually, you know, a, a minister who works for a minister and they're supposed to be, you know, recommend closing down the place and then his dad's taken ill and ends up in there and he starts to see the value of it, this kind of thing. I don't know if to spoil it or not, but the film takes a very strange turn part way through, apparently the same way as the play does, because I looked into this after. Something happens that you're just like, what? And then after that, there's a five minute monologue from the doctor who's in it all the way through on an emergency ward during COVID times telling you how important the NHS is and can't be let to one side. And it turned right. into like a NHS propaganda film. <gasps> really nice. weird. If you watched the trailer, you'd be thinking you were going to one film and you ended up in something completely different. So weird in an interesting way? No, okay. no. Weird in a kind of like, this is this doesn't make sense, what are you trying to do way. It doesn't work. I think maybe like if you'd have, because you know, the original play was like 2018. So pre-COVID, pre pre-pandemic. Mm. Pre but it's referred to a couple of times in the film and then like, you know, like I said, right at the end about the importance of the NHS. Like there's themes of like how we shouldn't just be like putting old people in a place to die that they're still relevant, which is, you know, fair. And there's things like that. And then themes of the importance of places, places and establishment like this. And then this turn that happens partway through completely derails anything that they've said beforehand, completely derails the message that comes afterwards at the end, makes it completely redundant and makes the whole sort of experience just kind of pointless and not very good yeah i would would not recommend so it who do you think it was aimed at i genuinely don't know right. i i can only think that someone saw the play and thought this would make a good film and then the pandemic happened and thought well well we need to like put a message in here as well and achieve nothing avoid it's, i yeah. would avoid and if anyone says says to you, we saw the trailer, oh, that looks nice, just tell them it isn't a nice film. Okay. It's not a nice film. There yeah. we go. And the, the people in it were fine. Like, I wouldn't say there wasn't bad, you know, a few phoned in, but there wasn't a bad, bad person in it. But it just the messages were all wibbly-wobbly all over the place. I feel like I want to watch it now, though. Yeah, I feel like I might have built up too much like that. Mm. But Just read the Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. Right. But on to this week, mm. John Wick, Chapter 4. Yeah. Tell us all yes. about it, our kid. Well, I would tell you all about it, except I know nothing. Well, I don't know nothing. I know very little. Okay. Tell us what you know. I know that John Wick is an assassin yeah. played by the lovely Keanu Reeves. Yeah. There are three previous films. Yeah. There's some link to Nobody, which we watched, isn't there? No. Are they the same universe? No. They've got the same producer, no. director, Yeah, thing. I think there are some people... There is some kind some of link right... to nobody. Yeah, but only... I'm just telling you what I know okay. about the film, because that's it. I, I finished there, that's all I know about Okay. Nick. 
So it's directed by Chad Stalinsky. Okay. Who's the same guy who's done the other films. It stars, as you say, Keanu Reeves. Going back, previous films, setting up for this one. The first film, John Wick is retired from being a hitman smoke assassin. And he's living his living his life. His wife's recently passed away, but she gave him a dog to look after. He's keeping his head down, and then he gets dragged back in when someone wants to buy his car. He refuses, goes home, and they basically break into his house, steal his car, kill his dog, which was like a last present from my dying wife kind of thing, mm. which is, uh, you know, kind of like tips him over the edge, and he goes after the people who done that. Turns out they were like... Russian mobsters from the main gang in New York, I was going to say. I think it was New York. And, yeah, Carnage in Shoes turns into a big revenge film. Him getting revenge on the people, and then the Russian mobsters, it's it's, it's the Russian mobster's son who it is, so then he starts feuding with the Russian mobsters, and he ends up killing the head, he has to end up killing the head of the Russian mobsters, because, you know, honour assassins, stuff like this. There's a hotel called The Continental, which is like an, a, a hotel for, remember Hotel Artemis? Yeah. Bit like that kind mm. of thing. They, they've got them dotted around the world, as you'll find. And the continental kind of chain is where assassins go. They can stay there. It's like a, a sanctuary. No business, no assassin's business can take place on the premises. So it's like a safe zone. Strictly governed by mm. a um, powerful network, the high table, mm. all this kind of stuff. Like the Illuminati. That kind. It is. Yeah. Okay. It totally is that kind of thing. Uh, Lovejoy runs the one in, in New York, right. yeah, which is quite cool. And at the end of the first film, he's kind of back. Over the course of the other films, I'll kind of say he gets like kicked out of the, the Assassin's Guild. Obviously. Excommunicated. So they're all then after him. Homeless people, the street people, all that kind of thing. There's a lot of them that are in the Assassin. They're kind of in the Guild as well. So there's that kind of undercurrent. So there's like this underground underneath like the high table kind of thing yeah he someone gives him a marker he has to kill someone else it, it's just a, a bit of a you know we'll have to watch it you'll have to watch a um an update video mm, you're gonna do that today yeah, yeah i suggested we do that today but I, we resisted in the end because i think i have seen john wick one yeah but i can't remember much about it other than yeah he just goes on a i think it's worth watching thing. for before you watch this because there's a lot that's happened before this what i know mm. what i like I've, I've seen all the films I really like the first one. It's really, really good. I didn't like the second one so much. I think it gets a bit confused and over the top, but it finishes quite well. Third film is okay. It's not not the best. I like a lot of these things. Really good action scenes. Really good, solid action. Action mm. set pieces, fighting. Just very fast paced, but you can still see what's going on. There's a lot of like single take kind of shots. Action films ha tend to have that real close up where you can't all you mm. see is like limbs yeah. flying and you mm. can't actually see what's going on whereas this took a step back and would actually show you the things that mm. happened and made it quite good like that third film i thought it was a bit of a mess in places to be honest but i think it kind of came back near the end again quite looking forward to this one not sure where the story is going to be going i think we'll probably be able to get a better synopsis at the start of the uh the second half of the show maybe yeah so we were just about to watch a kind of everything that happened in john wick one two and three video earlier today and then you said actually let's not do that let's see if you can just walk into john wick four and figure out what's going on so that's what we're going to do mm. you've I, seen the first one so i have seen the first one yeah. yeah i'm quite happy to go in blind i'm quite intrigued 
to how quickly I'll understand what's going on. Yeah, maybe. So we'll be a, we'll be an interesting view on it. You've seen all of them. Ben's seen some of them. I've seen none of them. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it'll be quite an interesting take. Yeah, mm. and then I might watch them backwards. <laughs> really? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more of a how done it. Well, have you got any more? Any, so you're not. You said you weren't really looking forward to it. Um, I'm not really looking forward to it. Partly because it's so long. It is long. It is long. I don't. How you know? How much shoot 'em up can you watch for three hours? You know, how yeah. interesting is it going to be? Even if I'd seen one, two, and three, I wasn't particularly excited about seeing the fourth film yeah. of a, a franchise this week. In the same way as I wasn't really excited about seeing the sixth one in the Scream franchise. Mm. So I, I think I was just looking forward to something new. And to me, I suppose this is new, so I should be a bit more excited yeah. about yeah. it. But I guess we'll see. I like Keanu Reeves. I like revenge thriller type films. So if yeah. there's still scores to settle and stuff like that, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, three we hours. Like, we like Lovejoy. So yeah, it's two hours forty nine minutes. I've just looked it up. There's a high chance here this is going to be a baggy, incoherent mess with a few reasonable set pieces and Lovejoy. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose there isn't. We'll pro- I'll probably have lots, lots more to say afterwards, and cool. you probably will as well. So let's get going. All right, then. let's go. We're back from Le Majestique, having just watched... John Wick Chapter 4. Ben is going to tell us all about it. Well, we survived the onslaught. John Wick is back, as we thought he would be. (laughs) And the dudes at the high table, it is the high table, isn't it? Yeah. They're they're gunning for him still. They're not happy. John Wick heads to the desert somewhere, maybe Morocco. Forgot about the desert, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And he kills some important dude, but not before the important dude reminds him that he cannot escape the world that he exists in and he cannot escape himself. But anyway, it kills him and this brings on further onslaught from the high table in the form of a guy called the Marquis, a sort of dandy dude, slightly over the top, very well-dressed maybe, depending on your point of view. I thought he was quite stylish. <laughs> and this guy is then apparently given semi-unlimited resources to find and execute John Wick and enlists the services of a reluctant assassin, blind assassin called Kane, to deal out some punishment to John Wick, and hopefully sort it all out. And I think we could probably say all hell breaks loose across multiple locations around the world, and it's all hell breaks loose cubed. Nice. That's the synopsis. I like it, Ben. It's good. Cubed. Would it be cubed, though, or would it be what comes after? to the power of four okay maybe that makes more sense because it's John Wick four. four yeah okay do you want to redo that little one no. <laughs> so there you go a Spirograph synopsis trademark like a GM I like it so so Jables what get, did you think get into it starting off with a, with the usual well not always a disclaimer but we won't give any major plot details away it's hard to not talk about it without some kind of spoilers just because you know, you've kind of got to get into the plot a little bit. So, yeah, if you were going to watch it, I'd probably, like, pause the podcast before you watch the film and then you can listen to it afterwards. But talking about the film, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was... I, I, I'm glad because, as I said, going back to what, what I've said, I really liked the first one. It's a very good film. The second and third one, fine. Not as good. Still okay, but not as good. There's certain points in the second and third film, actually, where you become a little bit blind to the action and the fights. Mm -hmm. 
I actually didn't find that in this one. No. I don't know if it's maybe... There was a lot of variety to it. There was a couple of times where those fights maybe got a bit extended further than they should. Mm. You know, one too many people taken on. But I never kind of like thought, come on, you know, get on with it. I was never thinking that during those fight scenes. Comparing it to the other films, I think this was probably the most ridiculous of the four. But I'd actually say it's probably the most entertaining of the four as well. Like overall. The first film is quite a, I think I was, you know, we're saying in the cinema, it's very much a serious action film. Mm. Even though there's funny little bits, there's, the, you know, and there's some silly bits in it, but it's very much more of the vein of a kind of like serious revenge plot film with some lighthearted bits, with some other bits where it works. This is probably, it's definitely the most bonkers in places. Yeah. It's got some of the most like ridiculous funny bits as well. Kind of semi, I'd say definitely intentional, but also not in keeping, but just like also ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that we'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get on to. I think the set pieces were, were good. I don't think it's spoilers to say where it was. It was, you know, there was a large chunk of it set in Osaka, which I thought was probably the strongest area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I really liked that. Donnie Yen was, came. And it's uh, Hiroyuko Sanada. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. He's so cool. He was the yeah. He, it, it just like when when he came on scene, it was, we, I gave you a little loop of like little. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's just got a, a real gravity yeah, presence, presence yeah, to the thing. He's the manager of the Osaka Continental with his daughter as the concierge, and yeah, it was just I don't know. It just like added something to it's it having people like him that stopped it being so ridiculous it was silly yeah it just managed to ground it yeah absolutely yeah. and that whole what plays out in the continental Osaka, just very very just very cool mm-hmm. it was that was some of the the best one-on-one fights set pieces you could still see everything that's going on in the fights couldn't you there was you know yeah kane was Good. I liked his character. Yeah. I thought he was good. I loved the bit with the doorbells. Just yeah. so random. Yeah. Kind of dumb but random. I liked yeah. it. I liked it was stupid enough. You know, just like interesting enough to not be completely dumb, but it was dumb. I found the fights a little bit distracting. I found him fighting good. It very much reminded me of like Blind Fury, you know, that Rutger Hauer film. Yeah. When you kind of go, yeah, you couldn't really do that yeah. when you're like, but it was good enough. I just liked, he'd done it really well. Did. Just And it's constant, like just watching it was like just tapping against things to work out where it like, mm-hmm. and it was like full on. But so, so you kind of go, well, you wouldn't be doing that. He's not, he's not a daredevil. He's not got like super, mm-hmm. superpowers, but he'd done enough to kind of like be convincing like that. Uh, so yeah, really like that in terms of other set pieces. I really like that there's, when they're in Paris, there's a bit where there's like a top-down bit that you see John Wick fighting loads of dudes moving through the house. Yeah. That looked really good. It all, it definitely had a, a top-down shooter computer game vibe yeah, to it, massively sure. so. Right. So much so, he had the like the dragon's teeth shotgun kind of ammo, which mm. was like setting people on fire. That's a real thing as well. That is real. It was very, very cinematic. Very cool. Yeah, it just yes. looked smart. It looked really cool. And new, you know, just very original as well. Mm. You've seen those kind of top-down shots, but not in such an action, full-on environment. That was very cool. 
slightly, I don't say dodgy set pieces, I think I was saying in the cinema, they've done a lot of, you know, it's a lot of physical action in this. There's a lot of physical stunts. There was a scene around uh, the Arc de Triomphe, which was kind of ridiculous, almost like gave me more questions than answers. They do a lot of driving scenes. You can see like the making of stuff. I've seen some bits of like Keanu Reeves practicing going around, not actually shooting, but like doing that kind of like donuts around other cars with his hand out the, you know, pretended to shoot a gun. And you can see him physically do that. But then they put this like CGI backdrop of special effects into it. Because obviously, yeah, you can't really drive around the Arc de Triomphe shooting a gun certainly <laughs> people way. doing donuts yeah. the wrong way yeah. and that kind of it, that was the most fake looking part mm. I would say I think the bit of that when the dog then comes and starts jumping across the <laughs> you cars, that for nothing. me was, was so stupid because it just looked like a CGI dog yeah. it could have been something out of yeah. Ghostbusters yeah right? you definitely laughed your ass off of that I did it was well. really funny because it was stupid yeah. I, I still enjoyed yeah. it yeah. so yeah on that there was some dog action there's a lot of dog action in the third film that sounds bad actually <laughs> when I say it like that uh, I, I actually quite what was it uh, Shamir Anderson was that uh nobody character yeah, actually he was like he was new a nice kind of introduction to a, yeah. a different kind of character i liked him even at the end when he's just like cracking up a yeah. beard to see what he's like i've come in this far i'm gonna hang around yeah. and see what happens yeah you, I, can, you can imagine a spin-off series of films with him actually yeah 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 a kind of mercenary yeah i did get the feeling though that he we were going to be sympathetic to him yeah definitely it was cut you you kind of got that sense with all the characters actually you very clearly knew who the baddies were and who the goodies were even though there was twists and bits Mm. and pieces during all of it you kind of like knew who you were supposed to like and who you were yeah so there was that there were some huge pieces of plot armor at times (laughs) for people Again, and it was in this Arca fight, there was, there was lots of fighting going on. There was a couple of times when you can clearly see people pulling punches and not doing yeah. things. A yeah. couple of times it happened, but you're just like, it's fine. Because so much of it is done, it's not obviously all in one take, but there's a lot of long takes in there of fight yeah. bits that you kind of think, yeah, it's almost impossible for them to complete synergy and all that, all that kind mm. of stuff. And obviously like a lot of plot armour for the main characters as well moving through there considering there's he fights so many people there's so many people die but you know it just so happens all the people that are main characters don't get killed in one punch or one shot or no. anything like that if i'm gonna say anything i don't like the bulletproof suits that people have i'm mm. not a fan of no, that they all kind of had bulletproof suits similar mm. to john wick's bulletproof mm. suit i quite like the fact that he raises his up he kind of like hides behind his sort of if you see like later on he's kind of like holding his his suit jacket up but i'm just kind of thinking yeah, it's a yeah. bit, you know, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of that. Nice to see Lance Reddick. He's the concierge. You know, he died recently, only like last week oh, while really? he was promoting the film. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real shame. He's been in loads of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. He was in like The Wire and he's, a, this is, this is Nerdwitz. He's a, he's a character and he, he plays a character in Destiny, the computer game. He's got massive community like support because he wasn't just like one of these people who kind of like turned up and done a voiceover. He was playing the game all the time. He was like, right. you know, he was still logged in playing like a couple, you know, years after he'd done the voice stuff, logged in playing, helping out <laughs> other people and stuff. <laughs> nice. You know, so there was a bit, you could see there was a bit of a send off for him unintentionally. Mm. Bill Skarsgård, 
he does a good baddie. Yeah. He, you know, he was that smug, oh, I want to punch you. Yeah, but he kind was just baddie. the right side of that. He was, yeah. Just about. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 He, he wasn't completely annoying, but he does stupid baddie stuff as well. So, mm. yeah, I'm quite... Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really liked how it ended. I thought when we got to it, there's a, you know, there's lots of set, set, set pieces leading up to the end. And I thought when it got to the end, I thought, oh, this is going to be really drawn out and bad. I actually think it, it was really good. Yeah. That whole like last sort of section actually worked really well, better than I thought. And then a lovely kind of like little twisty bit at the end. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some big shocks as well coming in. So I, I think it worked really well yeah. like that. And the sacre I'll let you talk about that because that was absolutely yeah, hilarious. It was. it was ridiculously dumb. But... I could see it coming a mile off though. Oh, you you, yeah. It was borderline. I don't know, not even Mr. Bean. I don't know. It was just <laughs> funny and dumb. And got... It was we... almost like, you know, in Family Guy when, when yeah. they always take it like, yeah. a little bit yeah. too far. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And I think and it must have been played for that because... Yeah. We weren't the only people laughing in the cinema. There's a no. lot of people like kind of getting the point. So I like the universe still. I like the Belarusian kind of like people that he went to see to agree to oh, go. You know, yes, we went yeah. to, before we went to Under to Berlin. Yeah. A, a fat Berlin gangster gets yeah, shot in the bum. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> some proper like chuckle moments, but mm. um, I would say there's there were some bits that were. A couple of fights too long in sections. There were some bits when people were talking where a little bit drawn out in places. Mm. But I actually think overall the film didn't feel too long. No. I was never no, bored. I was surprised. I mean, I had to go to the toilet you halfway did, yeah. through. I went very quickly. Oh, yeah. It didn't feel like an arse-aching three-hour film in it, the same no. way as like Endgame did a little bit for me. Yeah. I think they got the tempo right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, it could if they were going to cut anything, it would have been some of the action bits could have been a bit shorter, yeah. and some of the conversations could have been shorter. But I still think you you know it could have been an easy two and a half hour entertaining film. So overall, absolutely. big thumbs up from me. Yeah. What about so I've come for, uh, in as a fan, our kid. What yeah, about you as I, a I really as enjoyed a it as well. I I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I think a lot of that was down to the unexpected humour in mm. it, which we've talked about quite a lot. The Saprica bit, we won't spoil, no. but there's some fun involving the steps that, like we said, does kind of extend further than we thought it would. To, you know, it's a really, really good comic effect. And there's comedy around things like you said, the fat guy getting shot in the arse. And I think when he gets his ending, if we can put it that way without spoiling it, there was a kind of collective sense in the cinema that everyone found it quite funny yeah, yeah. And, and enjoyed that but almost slapsticky in a couple yeah, of it and exactly. one later on actually after after that long house scene when yeah. john you you, yeah. you i know you love a person falling over yeah sort of big time falling then yeah that, that's ridiculous yeah, but just absolutely. funny yeah they get actually to, sorry to jump they get the weight in this film really quite well things are solid even though yeah. the CGI bits, and even with the sac uh, the Arc de Triumph stuff, and you know the special effects, and you know the mm. stuff, actually things feel solid. It's Maybe that's just like good sound design going with the uh, art style, but it felt like chunky, but yeah, go on. Yeah, but I think it was balanced well enough with some quite, not necessarily, I wouldn't say serious, but things like John Wick and Kane are kind of in an impossible situation. Yeah. 
And I think that's played quite well. Mm. And you do find yourself thinking, God, how is this going to end? And the friendship between John Wick and Koji, that's only a very small part of it at the beginning, but you do feel the weight of it somehow. Mm. You do feel... I don't know the the earlier films, so I don't know if he's popped up in earlier films, but even in the small interactions they've got, you get a sense that they do know each other of old. Same with him and Kane. You do get a sense of some depth to the universe, which you don't necessarily expect in a silly action film. But I I think it has got enough depth to to hold itself up. I think very much in the first film, it's like, oh my God, it's John Wick, it's John Wick. Whereas as it kind of goes through uh, to this, you're more meeting the people who kind of like respect him rather than they're just like, oh my God, it's like, we know who you are kind of thing rather than just, oh shit, it's him. But there was a lot of star power as well, like we yeah. said, Haruki Sonada, Clancy Brown, Bill Skarsgård, Donnie Yen. I, I thought everybody played it completely straight <laughs> in yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a sense that, that they were phoning it in at mm-hmm. all. They were those characters. So I thought that in terms of the acting, the character, I enjoyed everything about it. I think what I liked the most about it, though, was I, I really liked it visually. I felt the same way as I did about the film The Batman, was that pretty much every scene could have been a still from a comic book. Yeah. I don't know if John Wick is based on a graphic novel or a comic. I'm not sure. But I definitely got those vibes, mm. those really visual things. And particularly the bit in Osaka, you really got that sense of the old traditional mixed with the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. You know, even just the way they were dressed yeah. and the cherry blossom with the neon lights and, and the art. It just looked amazing yeah. and even mm-hmm. when they went to berlin and you know there was the club and i know it was a little bit over the top and it was we said it was yeah. a little bit almost like blade wasn't it yeah and yeah, yeah. they're in that and yeah. everyone's still dancing yeah but it still looked really yeah, effective yeah. Yeah. and it looked to me like it would look in a comic and i think that was the thing i liked the most about it yeah yeah definitely like it's over the top like that when he when Lovejoy walks into the room with Bill Skarsgård to give him that, like, yeah. to give him something, like, and he's walking. I, I really just like that, just that walking. panning, like, and it's a slow sort of bit, and and yeah, yeah and like huge, you know, yeah, it was ridiculous. The little touches, like, like he's in that gallery by, and it's obviously like the Louvre or something. Yeah. he's got it to himself. He's at a ballet. Bill Skarsgård's yeah. character is at a ballet at one point, and he's the only, only person, person in yeah, there. Yeah. And though you know, it's only a shot for a second, but it tells you about. Who, what power he's holding yeah, yeah, at absolutely. that moment, doesn't yeah. it? But it also looks visually stunning. Yeah. And and I think that all of that combined together just worked really well. There were there were a few things that I felt went on a little bit, like you said. That that's probably the only criticism I've got of it was while I didn't feel like it was too long, there were bits like there was a poker game. Yeah, which was that just kind of dragged a, a little yeah. bit. And I know it was trying to set up suspense so that you knew something was going to kick off. Yeah. It was just getting a little bit like, come on now, let's, yeah. let's get this done. And the ridiculousness of the convenience of people waiting to fight him. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'll wait yeah. you to hit this person before I now jump in. Yeah, and classic, like we it? were saying, if the fourth wave of people coming in just shot him while he was fighting the first wave yeah. of people, we'd get this done much quicker. But you know that's a fact. Yeah. You know it, but you think, I'm just going to let it go because it would be a very short and very boring film if they did what I think they should. I think that's a bit of a product of how it's shot as well, because it? it's so wide and yeah. you don't, it's not like all just like arms flailing and stuff 
you see that stuff a bit more, don't you? Yeah. I think that I think in an edit of a lot of films that would just disappear. Yeah. But so on the whole, apart from a few tiny little little nitpicky points, I really enjoyed it. I'd definitely watch it again. I'd probably even make the effort to go to the cinema and watch it yeah. again. Good. Enjoy it. So I'm yeah, glad. good fun. There. Yeah, there we go. What do I think? So as we said before, I I have watched the first John Wick film. I don't remember it particularly. I I get the general gist. So here we are coming into the, the fourth one, having skipped the second and third. I really enjoyed it. Do you feel like you've missed anything? No, not really. No, I was going to say, because yeah, no. there's a lot happened, but then you've all, you, you're kind of almost in the same situation as the end, end of the room, just yeah. the stakes are a bit bigger, but so, they're the same. So that's what I was kind of going to say. Oh, yes, there is. No, no, not exactly that. But there <laughs> well, is. no need, Ben. Well, thanks for listening, yeah, everyone. Jerks. Right. Plot-wise... I was sitting watching through the film and I'm thinking, yeah, there kind of is a plot, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no. So that's why you can just go and watch John Wick Chapter 4 mm. without having watched any of the other films. It doesn't really matter. There's one or two little tiny twisty bits, but not really, and it's not massively important here or there. It's all about the action, really, isn't it? Yeah. And it's all about the backdrop and the visual style. Yeah. And that could have got very old very very quickly and it didn't yeah and there's obviously a lot of very clever people involved in making mm -hmm. this film and when you think about some of the films we've watched over the weeks and over the, yeah. the months where we've gone and we've just come back to the second part of the recording and gone oh well yeah, never yeah. mind and this film could have so easily slipped into that mm -hmm. and for some reason that i think it's because it's been done cleverly you can't quite put your finger on it they didn't slip into yeah. that and it, they have pulled it off and like you were saying there was a couple of bits where it's like oh you've crossed the line a bit there and i think that kind of helped it to work because occasionally they were like ah oh, we're crossing the line here yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. and then they just pulled it back <laughs> a little bit because john wick as a character is just ridiculous yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely but they know that you know this and <laughs> yeah. occasionally they push it too yeah. far to go yeah we know how ridiculous this yeah. is yeah. it's kind of tongue Slightly in cheek, and then they pull it back yeah. a little bit. Even just how he talks sometimes, it's so kind of like... Almost wooden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but not. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but this is the thing, and I was thinking through the film, it's like, who is John Wick? And it kind of, he's not a real person, and that's kind of the point, yeah. I think. Mm. Like, coming at it from someone who hasn't watched all of the films, and who isn't, doesn't know a lot about the mythology of it or whatever. He's not a real person. He's like a, a totem of something... I don't know, there's a word for it. It's like a, it's a caricature, but it's more than that. Mm. So he can take a physical beating that a, a normal person or even a very tough person just wouldn't. So you talk about yeah. there's bits where he, he has to fight his way to a fight yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like that. that's basically the whole plot of the film he's fighting his way to another fight but you don't think he's superhuman though do you exactly you, th yeah yeah so they're skating that, that really line uh, well constantly. well as well like you, really yeah. well like you said the weight they put into the fighting and, and the physical yeah. like when he collides with plasterboard walls or tables or floors or cars yeah you kind of believe it, even though you know that even like one-tenth of that to a normal person yeah. would floor them for a week. <laughs> yeah. So you have to say, right, I see what you're doing here, and you have to take yourself out of it. It's like, right, he's not going to die from these things, but he is going to make it look like it's hard. Yeah. So it's probably because there's other, there's other characters that are similar, but not a, a, a bit like it in the film mm -hmm. as well, aren't they? 
you can kind of just spot the main characters. It's almost like yeah. main character cannon fodder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even that, even the cannon fodder. What? Because what? One thing that annoys me in films is when the cannon fodder characters are dispensed with very, very easily. Yeah. Like they just get punched and they're out. Yeah. And occasionally in those sorts of films, they get back up a couple of minutes later and have another go and then get punched out again. But in this film. They make it very clear every single time that they've had to do a specific sequence of actions to stop that, uh, that person yeah. or that yeah. that hench person from not getting up again. So they will like slice them, cut them, punch them, and then shoot them. Then double times. tap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm ki- I kind of like that because it's like, yeah, I know you're just one of two hundred people that has to die in this scene, but I'm going to make, make sure, sure you're, you're dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. I like um, think like all of us, I really like the Osaka stuff. That was really well done. Whoever designed that is yeah. very clever. All the other stuff was good, but that kind of stood out. Yeah, the stuff in Paris, there's a couple of things. Um, I'll get onto things I, I'd say I didn't like, because overall yeah. I did like the whole film. One thing I would really have liked, and I think something we mentioned at the end when we were sat watching it, where are the police? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I don't really mind about that, and I don't want to steal that because you might want to talk about it. No, no, Paris, no. We're I'm obviously just... in a weird, hyper-real version of the world here, like... The high table the high controls everything. That's the way I just like. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. But I would have really would have liked in Paris if the French police could have come in because I love but the French, French police and like the sirens to sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I would have loved to have seen a whole mess of Peugeots in police livery just piling up. You wanted a you wanted a Blues Brothers scene. I wanted yeah, a Blues, Blues Brothers taxi, yeah. like taxi. Yeah. yeah like the taxi films, I would have loved to have like a bit of Luke Besson stuff in there, like crazy crashes and police just piling up <laughs> would have been great yeah. around the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, that would have been yeah. That would have been perfect for me if they'd added that. And then the one bit I didn't like was the kind of radio control bit. So John Wick's got to fight his way to a fight somewhere specific in Paris. And there's some kind of control room that's yeah. that somehow knows where he is I and know, is doing I... a slightly annoying voiceover so there's a control i won't t- say where it is but it's just, it's somewhere completely ridiculous yeah and it's like well people would know that was there <laughs> yeah because it's a major tourist attraction and they've got like glass windows so you could have seen them but yeah. anyway and it's kind of like the fog with the radio bit yeah cross with vanishing point which also has a radio and i think they even use one of the same cars so i don't know if that's right deliberate or not okay. but it's kind of like hey someone's trying to do something and we're going to kind of comment on it narrate you there narrate it in a slightly kind of i i do agree goofy way it's like that was a little bit irritating at points it was for me it was nearly irritating but i also just found it quite ridiculous Mm. so the setup was like i don't know what it i'm I'm trying to think of what it reminded me of odd kind of almost like brazil or something like that when it's so kind of like weirdly yeah it was almost like a dystopian part there is almost like elements of that to this yeah. film something yeah, you know sure. it's like you know you've got the continental you've got the thing and then like we said there's tourist attractions but you you also see other big major tourist attractions in france that are, are basically like shut off so john wick can sit at a table picking cards with bill Skarsgård, yeah just turning turning numbered cards over and you're like where is everyone <laughs> yeah. there's a yeah. you know where the, are the coaches yeah the, the final set piece you're just like there'd be someone there then (laughs) and it's like like hype so it's like a weird kind of yeah reality sort of yeah yeah but i think that kind of adds to it it does a bit yeah Yeah. maybe that is part of what lifts it above other things because if 
a lot of action films they have a lot of people in the background yeah. don't they and like oh get out of the way and like driving up on the pavement and people having to like push a push chair out of the way and stuff like that and they just clear all that and they're like no we won't have that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's literally just baddies the whole time yeah there we go. So, so I guess from now on, I have to go. I'll, probably, I'll go back and watch the other films. Yeah, mm. I'll rewatch the first one, like you said, Jables two and three. You think aren't quite as strong, but they're not as strong. But worth a watch. But yeah, worth a watch. There's some good bits in them. What about car moments, Ben? Uh, yeah, I was worried for a while in this film that we weren't really going to get any because they exist in this weird version of the world where they just seem to move from place oh, yeah. to place without any effort. Yeah, and they'll tr- they'll move countries, and you won't. Like again, it's he's, like he started in a sewer in New York, and then he's instantly riding a horse, chasing three guys in a desert. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's like almost like Highlander type. So it's like, how do they get to these places? Yeah, yeah. And it, again, that's probably what lifts it that they don't have a picture of a plane landing yeah. or take you know, and someone yeah. getting in a taxi and stuff. But yeah, car moments it is it is the Paris stuff with the the Arc de Triomphe and. He's go. Why does he go round? Like it's a notoriously bad place to drive yeah, it's in. It's like the worst round yeah, yeah. in the world, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He goes round it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Just to mark it out yeah, without yeah. too much bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad, was it? Yeah. So there is that bit. I I did like the muscle car stuff. I liked. So I don't know if there's any one specific bit, and I think you might have one, Jables. But yeah, I'd, I'd, it's I'd, just the muscle car stuff because it's so random. Yeah. Because why are there muscle cars in Paris? There's <laughs> a muscle car gang. Because there's baddies who drive they're, muscle cars. They're just baddies, yeah. and I kind of feel bad for them. So yeah. like, it's almost like an anti-car moment because they turn up. They're going to come and see if they can yeah. help out and maybe capture John Wick or yeah. like run him over. They just end up trashing their cars. Yeah. I do find it slightly ridiculous I, when I was watching that, like because there's obviously this because there was a bounty on them, but you know at the start, at the end of the last one, start of this one, and it goes from like eighteen million, goes up to eighteen million, and then it goes to twenty, and then it goes to twenty five, and then they're like forty, and, and I kind of think, well, well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna put much effort in for twenty five million, yeah, but you know now it's forty. That's yeah. a good point. Actually, <laughs> it does make sense. The rest of the film is off the charts. Why not a billion dollars? <laughs> I know, I know. Maybe that's yeah. chapter five. Yeah, I liked. I, there was there was a nice kind of like J turn where John comedy gets the doors ripped off the car, which is just dumb but funny. Yeah. But then he like he J turns someone in a car and like whacks them with the rear of the car into the side of a van I did like that that was my car moment what about rating then Ben? I'll give it a car rating and it's actually a car that I I came across the other day on YouTube and it's called The Beast and it's a it's a car that a guy made in the 70s and he based it off a Rolls Royce Silver Shadow I think okay and then he had a a hot rod company make a glass fibre body for it like a completely almost like Hanna-Barbera sort of style cartoon hot rod body for it yeah and then he did the obvious and he put a Rolls-Royce 27 litre Merlin engine in wow and Um, then he made it road legal and taxed it and drove it every day on the road I think I've heard of that I think I've seen yeah (laughs) and it popped up on YouTube because it apparently it came up for sale for the first time ever yeah because it's been owned by the same family and the guy who built it died last year or something yeah and it came up for sale and that's why it was on YouTube but yeah, so I'll give it that because so it is ridiculous just ridiculous and awesome. Absolutely ridiculous. 
and you look at it and you're like, that just looks horrific, but I actually kind of secretly want to own it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. So <laughs> okay. I think um, it does about half a mile to the gallon, even less than nice. that. <laughs> Our kids rating? Well, I've decided to give it a colourful nobody out of action oh, okay. films out of films. Yeah. Because it had the same sort of energy as, as nobody. Yeah. And I came out of nobody with the same kind of joy almost. Slightly like, pumped of, up. Kind yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this was visually i think much more colorful yeah you, I, well i've given it, it sounds slightly subdued but it's not i've given it a john wick colon turned up to 11 because it, it definitely was it was yeah i actually really enjoyed it yeah um yeah i'm glad we watched it yeah definitely me too yeah, yeah. i was secretly slightly worried that it could have been more of the same and i'm glad it wasn't more of the same yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be super baggy. I thought I was going to get about 40 minutes in and just start rolling my eyes yeah. and sighing yeah, at every scene. I did as well. Yeah. Nailed it. We're not going to talk trailers because it was Fast and Furious again and Indiana Jones again. And we think there was a third one, but we can't remember what it was. But well, it's there was an advert seen. for the new TV series Rabbit Hole that kept popping up. So maybe that's Yeah, what they were doing yeah. something annoying. They were giving us tiny bits of the eight trailer in between, in between all the others. Adverts, yeah. It's like, mm. Well, next week's easy as well. Goonies yeah. next week, Retro Reels. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. There's still some tickets are starting to sell fast now. Yeah. So There's still a few left, so come and join us. Yeah, we might see you there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, don't come and talk to us, though. We <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you can talk <laughs> to me. Don't talk to me. Don't even look at us. Don't even make eye contact. <laughs> well, speak yeah. to you next week. See you next week. Cheers. Just so jables.